0: So what we're going to do in this five minutes of Bible College is just give you a little bit of an overview. We'll do a few of these five minutes of Bible College throughout this series, and probably future series, just as a way to give you a bit of, a bit of background information, a bit of context, uh, equip you with some, with some knowledge that's probably uh, not, not best dealt with in a sermon, right? And so tonight, when we come to the book of Jonah, we're just going to have an overview. Uh, and so the first question I want to ask, in way of thinking about context, is who wrote it? Now, who do you reckon wrote Jonah? Yeah, Jonah, right? Like, that's probably could be a fair assumption. It's called Jonah, and any time you see a book in the Bible and there's a name attached to it, you assume uh, that person wrote that book may have been Jonah, but may not have been. The book's actually anonymous. It's only called Jonah because it's about Jonah. could have been Jonah. It uh, could have been him sitting back later in life reflecting on this cool experience he had, or it could have just been a maid of Jonah who was writing down what he heard, or it could have been a maid of his maid, or it could have just been someone else from the community. And the cool thing is with the book of Jonah is it doesn't matter. The story is so profound and, and so real that uh, it doesn't matter who wrote it. It speaks truth, uh, and it, it captures our attention in a way that is super important, not just not just a few thousand years ago when it was written, but right now for us, right? Uh, so we don't know who wrote it. could have been Jonah, but the message remains the same regardless. What about the context, right? When, what was going on when Jonah was written, right? So the prophet, Jonah, is the main character in this book. He was around... 8th century BC. So between 782, 753 BC, it's the Iron Age, right? If you understand ancient history, which I don't, as as we've witnessed over the last few weeks, uh, the Iron Age was a long time ago, right? It was. Uh, I made a joke this morning that it was around about the same time that Graham Barker was born, um, and when John Farnham embarked on his first farewell tour. Some of you won't get that joke, but I think it's hilarious. Um, uh, so the... But, but on a biblical timeline, right, this, is, this, is, this is where it came. Right? We'd all be familiar, majority of us would be familiar with King David, uh, the, the great heroic king of Israel who, uh, who, has been, who, who, who the Jews look back on right now as the greatest king that they ever had. Right? Uh, he, he reigned about 1000 BC. Then he had a son called Solomon and Solomon reigned over all of Israel. It was a pretty prosperous and harmonious and peaceful kingdom. And Solomon had a son called Rehoboam. And Rehoboam was a dodgy character, right? He was, well, Solomon was too. But Rehoboam took it to a next level and was a real tyrant. And this led to an uprising where this other dude came and said, nah, I, I, don't, I don't want to be under your rule. And, and the kingdom split in two. So this one beautiful big united kingdom was now split in two. Judah, uh, the southern kingdom, and Jerusalem was its capital. And Israel, the northern kingdom, and the capital of that was Samaria. I shared that a couple of weeks ago. Now, Uh, Jonah was prophesying to the northern kingdom, to Israel, right, to Israel. The kingdom that, as we'll find out, got exiled, got taken away, destroyed, and never reformed again, never came back again. And this was actually about 30 years after Jonah was prophesying to Israel. Israel was attacked by Assyria. Uh, God let it happen because they were so dodgy and never listened to God and worshipped false gods and treated people terribly. God let Assyria come, drag them off into exile and then never came back, right? So Jonah's after the kingdom splits and before the exile happens. But remember that name is Syria because it's going to come up again in a few minutes. So what's the book about? Uh, It's the context, that's when it all happened. What's it about? Well, the book of Jonah, it's part of the prophetic uh, books. The the prophets are part of the Old Testament and Jonah is one of those prophetic books. But it's it's different, it's unique. It's different from any of the other prophetic books uh, in this way. Well, actually, does anyone want to have a guest? let's have a bit of audience participation. You love it at six p m uh what uh what, what do we reckon does, does anyone know how Jonah differs from the rest of the prophetic books tick boy uh cool that's actually that's actually false because it's a fish but um yeah but it sorry um uh, <laughs> but that's probably it probably is the only one that yeah Features some large aquatic animal, <laughs> mammal or otherwise, right? Uh, but no, that's that's not that's not the difference I was thinking about. Anyone else? Yeah, because he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. Hey, like Jonah, Jonah says no, right? Uh, but that's not what I had in mind. Someone, oh, Tom, it's a narrative. Yeah, that's a difference between Jonah and the other prophets. The rest of the prophets in the Bible are. Some of them are quite long, aren't they? Like Isaiah, Jeremiah. It's a long, uh, this dude waxing lyrical about God, about his judgment, about his love, about what's going to happen. Jonah is quite different. There are only eight words of prophecy in the book of Jonah, right? Eight words of prophecy. That's really short. Compare that to, hi, my name's Travis, welcome to Narrowbeam Baptist, I hope you're all in the right place tonight, amen, (laughs) right? That's, That's like... Eighteen words, I think. So just imagine even shorter than that. Eight words of prophecy. Uh, And and that's a big difference, right? Uh, Now, the rest of it is just a story. It's a story about Jonah. And it goes a little something like this. Jonah is called by God uh, to go and preach to Nineveh. He's a prophet from Israel called by God to go and preach to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh is the capital city of Assyria. The bad guys who, in 60 years' time, are going to come and destroy his very country. And so Jonah's not keen, right? As we heard before, he's not keen. He doesn't want to do it. He runs, uh, and he boards a ship to go in as far opposite direction as humanly possible. Then we see a big storm comes. He's thrown overboard. He's sinking, 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 swallowed by a fish. Uh, Three days later, he's vomited up. That's the word it uses, vomited up onto dry land and surprisingly unscathed and now reluctantly obedient. He's like, all right, God, it looks like I'm going to have to do it anyway. And off he goes, and he delivers his very unmoving eight-word sermon to Nineveh, which you'll hear about in a few weeks. Very unmoving, right? Welcome to Narrabeam Baptist. My name's Travis. Hope you're in the right place tonight. Heaps more profound than Jonah's sermon. Uh, but but it's unmoving, but, but the results are amazing. All of Nineveh repents and turns to Yahweh. Including the cows, actually, it mentions in the book, which is quite interesting. Uh, So if you ever want to share a gospel with a cow, go for it. Um, This is a crazy story. It's a crazy story. uh, But at the heart of it is a message about God's grace and compassion to all, to everyone. Regardless of your background, regardless of your nationality, or your heritage, or regardless of of whatever. And it's a story about you, Jonah, and me. a, A faithless and disobedient church a church that likes to wax lyrical about God's goodness and his saving power and his love for all the nations and his mercy and his grace. We sing about it, we say it in our prayers, we preach about it, we listen to it, we write it down in our journals, but then often do stuff all to share that grace and love with our neighbours when we're silent instead of preaching the gospel. And that's a challenge in the book of Jonah. That's what we're going to be exploring over the next eight weeks. I'm excited to do that and we're going to kick it off right now as Meg comes up to read the Bible for us.